and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we wrap up the Super Bowl, tell you a little bit about what's been going on in the Winter Olympic Games and also give you our insight into what happened on this past weekend's NRL Indigenous All-Stars game. My name is Molly Silva and as always, I'm joined by me two mates slash go Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. Girls, we're all together at the same time. It no- feels like normal, right? <laughs> Keely's doing things with the Gatorade bottle. Keely and I have sunglasses on for no apparent reason. How are we both? <laughs> both, all, the three of us, sorry. I'm a bit sweaty. Hey, you start. I'm really good, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, feeling just high energy, feeling fresh. I was so knackered last week. It was a really big week, but lots of great things are happening. Um, and I'm refreshed and ready to go. Georgia Moore, how's your week? I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> week's been good. I'm particularly happy that Easter eggs are back in store at this wow. time of the year, to be honest. but What's your favourite Easter egg? The mini Capri one. Yeah, stunning. Yeah. I don't know what my favourite is. Mine's like the lint bunnies. Oh, yeah, good one. They are goat. Keely Silver, how's your week? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, my week was pretty bloody great, actually. We are going to get into my weekend, really. Um, but, yeah, look, I was very dusty. Yeah, nice. I actually could still be a little bit dusty. True. Yeah, true. But um, we'll get into that later. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm really yeah. happy to hear that because it's often... It's been a minute. If it's been a big weekend, I'm usually the one who's hungover. Still on a Tuesday because of my age, so it's nice. Yeah, just shows how big it was. That ha- that's how big it was. Yeah. Well, this is very nice because for the first time in 2022, we now have... <gasps> feedback Feels with Kiehl's. I've missed Feedback Feels. Wow, that's a first. <clears throat> I didn't say any- I can. That's not on you, it's just <laughs> on the people. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so, me feedback... <clears throat> Two lovely messages from two lovely gals who follow the pod. Um, one, Alexandra O'Brien. She said, to my favourite Chicks podcast. First of all, Amazing. thank you. Um, second of all, I'll continue. I've been meaning to send you this message. Why are you looking at me like that? No, because you went second of all, I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's been a minute. I'm a bit, you know, rough around the edges. Yeah, i got to get back into it. <clears throat> Do those leg swings. Are you going to continue Sorry, interrupting you go, me? Go, go, go. This is my segment. I've been meaning to send you this message for a while because I listened to your, to the podcast on repeat as I pushed through the last few assignments of my degree. So thank you. That's pretty cool. You have essentially helped me land my dream job in Darwin. I don't know if we did that. <laughs> That's giving us a lot of credit. However, I will take that. You're welcome. Put it on the resume. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to send me a holla if you're fair in town. Would love to go to Darwin. Have you, you've never been to Darwin? No, I haven't. We'd love to watch some sport and have a few beverages. Yes. We, yeah, we're in. Um, and then she said, it always makes me chuckle out loud. Obviously directed at myself. Uh, <laughs> she didn't specifically say Keely, did she? At any point in the message. I know, I'm kidding. Um, thank you, Alexandra. I'm assuming Alex for sure. I don't know. But we're, we're going to call you Alex. <laughs> and the other one's from Claire Lowe. She said, thank God you're back. That's just nice in itself. Yeah. I've been checking Spotify every few days to see if the first episode for the year was up yet. Just listened and loved it as per usual. And then she said some people that she loved to hear um, from this year, which is good. 
Um, we'll we'll try our best to do do what we can. Some and of get, them are some big names. That's going to be difficult. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see what we can we'll do. try. Um, and then she said, "Yeah, the All Stars game on Saturday got me keen for NRLW to kick off." Which same. Yes. Um, two good feedbacks this week. Absolutely, starting yeah. off very strong. I just feel like I was embraced by a warm hug from our listeners. Yeah, after when we, releasing yeah. on Monday, which is not usually when we release, and you're very. I mean. But this is how much we've missed you. We're releasing two episodes in one week because we had our Super Bowl special on Monday and now Thursday when you're listening to this or whatever time after Thursday you listen to this, it would have been twice in one week. How good's that? Oh, beautiful. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And, of course, we could not go past the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The big thing that happened at the beginning of this week. We obviously did a big preview of it and some of the history, but what actually happened on the day? All right, hands up if you watched the game. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, you said you weren't going to. No, because I thought that I was going to sign you out of my KO, but then we both could watch it. Oh, stunning. So it was sick. What about you, You know, I was going to stay on your KO until you abused me because I was like, I'm not getting off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to tell me you couldn't get on. Hmm. Um, I caught like the last maybe 10 minutes on my lunch break at work, which in the end was quite a crucial part. Yes. But no, unfortunately. Magnificent part. to watch the whole thing. Well, it was, what do you think? I quite liked the back and forth of it, but I feel like that's been my experience watching the Super Bowls the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. We like a close yeah. final. I, I can't think of a time where it was the thrashing. I know the Pats were down like 28 nil. Yeah. Late in one Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and it felt like it was over, but they came back because, like, of course. But it's just it, uh, you it's know, the back and forth. You That's know what, what gets I like. me with NFL is that when you think there's no time, there's so much time. So much time. So you just like there's like 30 seconds left, and you're like, oh my god, this could go anything. Like this could be anything. This could go anywhere. Not this time, but you know what I mean. Like, when was always- that final touchdown from the Rams? Was it in the two minute warning? I think yes. it was. Yeah, it was under two yes, minutes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then it minutes. got to the point like they um, were going to be offense, so mm. they just ran the time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy that they do that as well. Oh, how they can just like they just poured the Gatorade. Yeah, over or whatever it was, Powerade. I don't know which one it was. Over the coach's head, and then <laughs> that's an important detail, Marley. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's um, all about sponsorship and making money in yeah. that bloody game. Um, a couple things. Go on. Sad from um, a physio perspective. Oh, go on. Two ACL injuries, well, one potential, one definite. So OBJ did his ACL again. Devastating. Which is just horrible. I think the only thing that makes it better is the fact he walked out a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And knowing that he actually had an impact throughout the season. Because, And I tell you what, the difference, the tides were turned when he got injured. Yeah, massively. Because I thought the Rams were so dominant and then he got injured and then it looked like that the Bengals were coming back. Yeah. Um, and then one that I didn't know until like later, yes, um, later Monday afternoon was that Joe Burrow may have also injured his ACL and can he wow. continue playing? Frank. So whether that's like, I don't know, low grade or whatever, um, but to continue playing on that, I actually haven't followed up and found anything if that's confirmed, but still that's insane because he was obviously a big part of the Bengals game. Absolutely. Gee, what were your favourite moments? I think we all know you were quite vocal about it on the gram. What was the best bit of the Super Bowl for you? I mean, it's always the star spotting. <laughs> and big, I just feel like because it was in LA this year, like there were just – it was a step above. Like everyone was there and I loved it. Um, there were a few highlights though. 
halftime show, obviously unbelievable. Snoop Dogg is just like the ultimate hype man. And I, I love him so much. And I just sat there the whole time being like, then I watched it again and I made the boys watch it with me again when I got home after work. And I was like, he's just so cool the whole time. <laughs> his kid um, was mad. Yeah. The man's so I was like, yes. I loved it. But one of my actual highlights, and this is very like me because it's very nothing to do with the game, but Van Jefferson is a Rams player. And he had a baby. Well, he didn't have a baby. His high school sweetheart, wife, had a baby not three hours after the game. And in his post-match interviews, he was like, I have to go because, like, my wife's in labor. And then there's videos of him, like, running out after the game, like, out underneath the stadium. And then he posted a photo. So he, like, won a Super Bowl and had a child. That's so cool. A few hours, which I thought was so sick. And also, like... Just like, what are the odds? And there was a proposal. Imagine his there was a proposal, wife sitting in yeah. labour being yeah. like, Sweet. how often do you get to see your partner win a Super Bowl and you can't because you're having a kid? <laughs> this is true. Madness. Um, anyway, yeah, I saw the proposal too. I, did you see the proposal? No. Oh, there yeah. was a proposal as well. Like, there was a Rams player proposal. He's like, I won, bang, drop the knee. Did a Brian Tottle. I got a ring, you got a ring. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Wild. We love. Let's quickly talk about halftime oh yeah look put it this way so i was watching it whilst i was working and i work from home and i actually audibly screamed when i realized that the man himself 50 cent was hanging off the like the ceiling in the box have you seen the video of him getting up yes I don't know. Everyone was like, was he just hanging there the whole time? And then there's a video and he's like climbing up. Yeah. No, he looked quite strong though when he did it. Lifted himself straight. Oh yeah, he looked great. He's on that thick side. He does look thick. He's on the thick side. Um, But I screamed and my roommate came running out, being like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Fifty cent." And she's like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) I was at at work and it was like lunchtime and um in our clinic physio clinic there's a big gym space so i had a full blast tv up and like i was just looking around for support every time something happened i went oh oh somebody get around me and, and like, was, there was there no one no nah, there was no one oh. i was like my boss is in there and, and he had a patient so he was kind of like excited but also like had to <laughs> just be like shut, shut up, up literally like shut up killian i was going oh my god oh my god i mean anderson pack on the drums yeah, too was in the m&m set when I realised that, that was like my scream moment because yeah. we were sitting like similar to you, Kiels, except not a physio, an office. We have like a big deck space yeah. that has the big screen on it and because it was sort of happening there, um, I was like, is that Anderson Park? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, what? And I was like, on the drum. <laughs> and he was so stoked. Like yeah. he always I so immediately went to his Instagram and was like, how happy is this guy to be here? Yeah. And he was like, all these posts being like, oh my God, I'm in the Super Bowl. Did you see the um, t-shirt that he posted? No. And it's like a recreation of his merch that says like, I'm with Anderson Pack, But the new one is like, I'm with Eminem's drummer. And oh, that's, that's nice. so sick! I loved it. I, um, I mean, Eminem was a was a real highlight. Yeah, for me too, Eminem it just feels like I haven't seen. But they were everything. They were all Mary great. The dancers oh. and like Kendrick. No, okay, theatrically, performance wise, Kendrick every day. Yeah. Oh my god, man. the whole thing and they 
like I found, saw TikToks of the dancers having their hair bleached. Yes. Yeah. Like they all had their hair bleached. All of bleached. them yeah. had it bleached. And, and moustaches, like yeah. everything. The whole like. thing. It was a $9 million production. Holy. That is not the artist. That's yeah. the production yeah, of yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. thing. That's insane. That's what um, Dre spent on like. Well, I was going to say Dr. Dre just, he's. Oh, icon. Icon. It's just like, I was just. I, listen, yeah. I have no words. And it's, for me, I just love that meeting place between sport and pop culture. Yeah. Like, I love that so much. And, like, even then you see the I. videos e. Kendall of. and Hayley being in the game. And also LeBron <laughs> in the stands dancing to 50 Cent. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it was too much for me. Um, two, two funny TikToks I saw. First one. Snoop Dogg hiding the fact he was smoking weed before he started. Beautiful. Standard. And um, secondly, the one of the players who came out to watch some of the halftime Yeah, show. the Bengals player. Yeah. The kicker. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Just like chilling. Can you imagine in the NRL if someone like yeah, sorry. Harry just pops out at halftime in the grand final and Craig's like, where is Harry? Yeah. yeah. I know. Watching I was, the, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what are the logistics behind that? Like, but imagine but then I suppose the kicker is like so far removed from yeah. strategic play when it yeah. comes to it. Yeah. But um, still, do one thing, wild. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, um, Especially because they lost. <laughs> obviously, because of the Rams winning, I um, wore my LA In-N-Out t-shirt today. Um, Beautiful. But oh, the things we do to be in LA... I imagine actually, that celebration. Imagine. Imagine every Keely, bar club. Keely, Keely. The thing that broke my heart into a thousand pieces is that 40 Love, the bar that we spoke about in this week's episode that we love in LA, was the place to be. Yeah, that hurts. It was the place to be. Nile was probably Part owned there. by Nile Horan. He was through a great party and I'm sad about it. Anyway. Anyway, fun. it was a great game. I actually, I usually no, struggled to watch NFL and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Now we're going to talk about the Winter Olympics. Now, the winter, I actually couldn't find this and I did some heavy research on what number Winter Olympics this was because I want to oh. I want to introduce it as it's – this is the, you know, couldn't find it. Maybe I'm really bad at searching. I don't know. But this is obviously a clear favourite of mine. I love this event. I think it's super interesting. Did you find it? Because I Googled it. It didn't come up. What did you Google? It came up with some weird number and I didn't think it was it's right. the 24th Winter Olympic Games. Actually, potentially is the 25th. I think there has been 24. Yeah, okay. There you go. Well, I couldn't find it. Whatever. It's the 25th Winter Olympic Games. Team effort. Yeah, team effort. One in all in, right? Um, yeah, it's obviously a clear favourite of mine. I think it's because it's so out of our reach. We obviously only have one snowy spot in Australia, well, you know, pretty much for um, winter Olympians to practice if they want to, but they're obviously going to go to other countries. Um, so I, I thoroughly enjoy this. And at the moment, Norway is sitting on the top of the medal count, which is no surprise. You're expecting all the... They, know, get, they get all the snow. I know, right? They get they're all the snow. They're near the Arctic Circle. They're, you know, advantages. Um, but it's obviously a lot less events than the Summer Olympics. Um, they're only on a medal count of 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Games actually finish this weekend. So, you know, not many things to go. And with Germany in a close second place, Ooh. US, let's not talk about them because they're not one or two. Sucked in. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of like, nah, sucked in. A few interesting facts uh, about the Winter Olympics. This year, New Zealand got their first Olympic gold, which is like... Really? Yeah. I feel like they're such a snowy place. I know. But they must have just had like silvers and bronzes. 
You know what's so interesting, though, and this is a, I don't know, I, I think we definitely do talk about it to a certain extent in the Summer Games, but the funding issues with the Winter Games seem to be quite a big thing, um, particularly in Australia, and I wonder if because New Zealand's also a small country, yeah. um, that getting funding for these kinds of programs, because it's so expensive, I think, to do a lot of these sports. You can't just be down at your local pool doing or going for a run. Yeah. 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 So I think that that plays a part. I think that especially seeing like Norway and Germany, these are very wealthy countries as well. Well, yeah. And I just think the lack of domestic competition would make such a huge part because True. like, you know, it's not like we have these comps running regularly in Australia or New Zealand as far as I'm aware. I know there's like small ice skating communities and stuff like that, like there are in any sports, but you know, no bigger than probably NFL in Australia. I can't imagine yeah. like these sports that just like, whereas like how many ice skating movies are there in the States and stuff? Like these sports are happening consistently. Over Blades there. of Glory. So then there's money. <laughs> Blades of Glory. What's is Ice Princess? Was that the Disney one? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Frozen. The, no, that's personal. not ice The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just think, no. you, wait, why isn't ice hockey in the winter games? Or is it? It is. It is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Finals are this Take week. That back. Yeah. I, the I've clearly first, been watching heaps. Yeah. The first game was, the first games were last week and Canada beat another country, like in the women's game. It was like 18-1 at like oh. the surely second, that the goes third, to And like, I was going, surely, like. Canada and the States, like, yeah, surely. massively, yeah. Russia's always really strong. Yeah. That oh, yeah, Sweden really, was a Again, no surprises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shock me. There, no, there was this big Winter Olympic moment for the US side when they beat Russia for a gold medal, I think, back in the 90s or 80s. It's like a big thing in Olympic wow. history. Yeah. Yeah. So but For the States beating Russia? Yeah, so it was a really big deal. I don't know why I know that's of that so fact. Crazy. But yeah, that's so crazy. That's random. I would have thought the opposite. Like I would thought Russia would always be up there, but the states just have such a ginormous, strong domestic yeah. competition. Maybe yeah. Russia does too, and we don't know about it. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know enough about Russia, that's for sure. Do we want to? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> um, another fun fact that I wanted to share with you guys. This is the most gender-balanced Winter Olympic Games, with women making up 45% of athletes, which is very exciting. Now onto Team Australia. So, the Aussies, we were made up of 22 females and 21 males. Oh, yeah. 19 deputants, a lot. Uh, the youngest being Valentino Giselli, who was 16 and he um, was a snowboarder. Wow. Yep, same event as Scotty James, the man himself. Yep. And then in regards to our medal count, we had, this is in order of the days, Tess Cody, she got the bronze in the women's slope style, mm. uh, which was really cool to watch. Dakara Anthony, who got our gold in freestyle, yes, she uh, did freestyle skiing. Obviously, the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty James, silver in the half pipe. I was so like, he deserved gold, man. Did you watch his final run? Yes, I want to be like really proud of his silver, but yeah. Uh, and no, okay, let me rephrase. I don't want to be. I am really proud of his silver. But, like, I just feel like there was so much hope for the gold there that almost made it sting a little bit. And he was just off the back of a gold in the, the X, X Games. Games which, and everyone's – he's the greatest in the world at the moment. Everyone's yeah. been hyping that up so yeah. much. I felt a little bit sad for him, I won't lie. 
And he was a bit disappointed as well. I think he said that yeah. in his post-interview. But that last run was really beautiful. No, his last run wasn't as good as the third run. The third run's the one that put Is him that in the first place. Is that the one I think I've you watched? Someone watched you're thinking yeah, of. I watched mm-hmm. the third one. So shout out to Mitch Parker, friend of the Classic. show. Classic. Scotty just went big, sitting in first, pulled a 1440 tail grab on his last truck. Effing outrageous. Never been done. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yes, he's going to win. And then um, Ayumu, which is the Japanese yeah. um, athlete, counted with a very good run, um, sitting in second, we're still on top. And then... It was in that last one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That he killed and it. And, like, still to score a 96 on your last run and still getting pipped. Oh. Like, it was obviously phenomenal. Yeah. And, like... Boarding all it, round, that just so... Still excited. He's definitely still got one or two at least. Like... Bloody um I didn't realise it was his fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the photo, like I I was was thinking third, but I saw the photo of his first one. He's such a tiny little baby yeah. when he started. And then you think like Valentino, that's his first one. He's probably gonna be like Scotty James. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so that last medal that we have at the time of recording is Jackie Narricott, who got a silver in the skeleton. Which you are a fan of. Yes, love the skeleton. I was looking at the photos of her in action and I'm like, bro, how you can just breathe throwing yourself head first down a thing like that i just think like when their necks get sore because i have to like you know yeah yeah i thought about that yeah that's they probably do mad neck strength like f1 drivers like the g-force ones oh Oh, that's so interesting while we're still on medals i have a question and maybe i'm really slow on this but did you guys know that our first ever Medal and gold was Stephen Stephen Bradbury. Bradbury. Yes, I did know that. Did you know yes. that, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only person who didn't know that he was our first ever? It's why it was the biggest yeah. deal. It was. Well, I knew it was the biggest deal, but I thought that was because of how the comedy he won it. of it. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, you know, how ironic. So and then Aussie. when I found out that it was like the fir- the first medal, I was like, oh, honey, <laughs> even better. And don't you haven't you seen him everywhere? Since the Winter Olympics has been on, like in ads and stuff, hilarious. I've seen him, it's like, just this, like he's rolling this time of year. Must yeah. come. It's, it's honestly like Michael Bublé at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. It's like the Olympics come and <laughs> bring him out, defrost him. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's interesting. Off the back of that, what I wanted to mention, geez, I was reading a really interesting Washington Post article today about the American perspective of seeing Australians being in contention. I.e., yeah, your Scotty James in a half yeah. event and the one of the quotes from the journalist was like it wouldn't surprise me if in some one of the northern hemisphere lounge rooms around the world at the moment watching the winter olympic games when you see an athlete that's an australian come up um that you might go what the hell are they doing here because like there's this whole image that aussies just spend every day at the beach 365 days a year <laughs> and then they go Hanging through out the with stats pe- and they're like kangaroos you know, in 2002, we'd only won two gold medals and now we've won 15. So we are very much on the rise and there's like a few – I think they were talking about in the aerial skiing that our um, – the girl who was in that for us, she ended up coming fifth and she was really upset. But we she was very much in contention and they were saying how, yeah, that it was amazing that um, our um, Aussie Winter Olympians are, are on the up and coming and I'm like, yeah, take that. I think it just speaks to the athleticism of the nature regardless of the sport. Yeah. Because you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find any international sport that there aren't Aussies in. Mm. And from a population perspective, pretty rare. Like if you look at 
the F1, how yeah. many very successful drivers we've had when you're talking about a sport that only has 20, 20 seats people, yeah. a year in the globe. Like, and there's, you know, people in NFL, that's a sport that doesn't even exist in the country. Like, I think it's just that general. It's because it's what If they have about, a crack right? at it, they're pretty good at it. It's because yeah. we're really good. That's pretty much it. And we're passionate about it and we do believe in it as a, as a really important export. You know, I think that's, that's probably why it is. But that made me really happy. Going X game mode. Oh my god, he's on X game mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now quickly onto the different stranger events that are featured in the Winter Olympics. Mm. I've got a few written down. However, I want you guys to jump in and let me know which ones you find really interesting. Obviously, big air. The big air stuff to me is just wild. Just to watch, really. Was I doing what was that, that? Miles? Oh. That was me doing it. Were you laughing at me? I was like, what? I was doing <laughs> no. the action of being yeah. a big bear. <laughs> um, skeleton, which, we, which we've touched on before. The bobsleigh. <laughs> yeah. How did Jamaica go? Um, not sure because. I think we would have heard about it if they did well. Yeah, but the heats were only like yesterday and oh, today okay. and tomorrow and then the finals are at the end of this week. So. Okay, so there's hope. I haven't checked. I ch- tried to look here. like the coolest thing about these games, surely. Yes, so good. We just want like a cool runnings yeah. vibe. Um, and then this one really they gets better me. better have a doco crew following them. Surely. Surely. No, this one really gets me because I was watching this last week where the good mate of ours, um, not so much a mate of the show because he sucks, Zach Bazunas. Aw. He does not listen. Yeah, but we still love him. Anyways. Um, yeah, with a friend of ours who um, told me to bet on the curling. Did you make any money on that? I didn't bet on it. Oh. It had already started, so I couldn't. It was the Aussies that were doing it. And then I was watching it going, this is the most interesting, strangest sport ever. Like, who even came up with this? Yeah. Blows my oh, mind. Like, yeah. What is this? Because it's the first sport every year. It's yeah. kind of like when the hype has started. And because it's so unusual, it gets a fair bit of, like, social media yeah. attention, especially this year. So I was kind of like, oh, the games are on, like, curling. Yeah. And like... What? What? Yeah. And them yelling and stuff, which I've seen so much of on TikTok. Like, it makes me feel like, baffled. you know, if something, you're trying to get something close to something and you go, <laughs> and you try and like, <laughs> from either, do you know what I mean? That's what it makes me think of. There's a very good episode of The Simpsons where they, yes. Marge and Homer become curlers. Killers, yes, I do. Know it's quite like, good. Slide a coin across a kitchen bench and see like how close to the edge. Yeah, that's that's what what it there's a skill in I that. I honestly think that people were sitting around playing that on like <laughs> an go, air hockey yeah. table or something and went, "How can we make this?" Bigger? Or in some really remote <laughs> town near the <laughs> Arctic <laughs> Circle where there's nothing to do but be on the ice. Like that's where that's great. And then obviously the standard one. Like I love half pipe. I think yeah. it's so cool. Oh, they're just. And was it Sean White's last Olympic yes, Games? That's what I was gonna really say. emotional. And that's what I was going to say before. Like, he's 36, I think. Oh, God. Or 35. So. And that's why I'm like, yeah, Scotty James going to get a gold. He's, he'll be there for another two. Yeah. Talk about pop culture meeting sport. Did you know he is married to Nina Dobrev? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So crazy. And she went to the Games and was like, you know, like, my guy, blah, 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 all the social wags so wag, cute. Wag, and I was wag. like, yeah, wag, 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 half pipe wag. That's one I'd sign up he for. He seems like oh, a really yeah. cool dude. <laughs> sign up for the half pipe. And he is like really funny on TikTok. 
Is he? And yeah. his his first Olympics to this year photos were so cute with his like long red hair and he was so tiny and now he's like a man. Like, yeah. Gorgeous. And because I think like he was when he kind of emerged as this really successful snowboarder, he was in a lot of like made cameos in movies and TV shows and stuff. Like that's how yeah. I know who like Sean Tony White Hawk is. vibes. Yes, very yeah. much Tony Hawk vibes. Tony yeah. Hawk, what a yeah. Guy. So um, that was quite. It was really emotional watching him finish. That was cool. Mm, yeah. And he was really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. As you would be, but like beautiful. Yeah. Now moving to the more political side of the games. Um, two interesting things that I want to chat about and we're going to combine them and you guys are going to tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, so first of all, we did touch the, on this end of last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's my memory talking about how some countries were boycotting the games um, because of the controversies, including the human rights violations. But also something interesting that I only found out the other day was that 100% of the snow that athletes are competing on is artificial. Yes. Now, on the other side of that, today was the first time I saw it snowing in the videos. With the that one? Yeah. yeah. No, um, there was mixed snowboarding today i saw it when they were doing that one yeah and it was i'm like doing blizzard. a skeleton vibe. and it was like blizzard vibes yeah um so that's good but obviously they've set up with 100 percent artificial snow because they probably weren't sure that they were gonna have you know normal snow yeah i have a counterfact for this because that became a big headline that it was 100 percent artificial snow and what does it mean to have a winter olympics with climate change happening yes but a really important fact to also keep in mind is that since 1986, the Winter Olympic Games have has had artificial snow and it's got way less to do with the natural presence of snow and a lot more to do with the quality for the – that's unpredictable, of course, because it's just the, the nature of it um, – yes. for the performance. So – Absolutely important and a no, really not all of them have been fake since nineteen eighty six. It was the some countries that have been chosen and not been like worried about because they didn't have to they were like, Yeah, they'll just have artificial snow. Well some that must them, have been the first time they did yes, it. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was the first time they did it. Yeah. So it's like it's not a new thing. No. no. But I think probably having it at a hundred percent is is um pretty intense. Yeah, pretty wild. Um so obviously pumped out by um big snow machines. Which is pretty interesting. But, yeah, that's the thing. So the International Olympic Committee's decision to select a city that must rely on artificial snow has raised questions about how sustainable the Winter Olympics are. And then um, on the other side, Beijing actually did claim that they were doing a greener games with greater sustainability. So they already made that claim. Says one of the biggest polluters in the world. Yeah, right. Um, Okay, mate. So, like, what do we actually think of this? And, like, do we feel like there's a bit bit of drama coming out of, of China? Like, are they getting, you know, because they've got the well, politics stuff and then they've got this stuff. Like, are they just need to switch on? Can I bit? just say it's w- exactly what I expected would happen has happened. The games are here and the the sport itself and the success and the stories, whatever, has completely dampened any sort yeah. of boycott conversation that had happened previously. So what the countries did is they didn't send um, diplomats uh, over. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. was it never going to be that the, the pe- sports teams were going to pull out, but it just the diplomats weren't going over, which I think has remained. And But otherwise they've stopped talking about it. And it's it's just like a bit of a weird situation, I think. the Probably the toing and froing 
of having a go at China. Like you even look at the Australian Open wasn't allowing people who had wear his peng shui shirts on. I was going to say, I think the timing of the Open rolling straight into the Winter Games sort of put that spotlight back on those issues in China and brought that back into the forefront of a lot of people's minds where had those games not sort of reignited that conversation, maybe we wouldn't have been thinking about it quite as much. Probably a pretty local way of thinking because it was happening here in Australia. I don't know that that many other people would have been paying such close attention. Um, But, yeah, definitely an interesting one. And exactly like you said, very similar to – the narrative of the summer games should it shouldn't it happen with the covid etc cetera, etc cetera, and the state that japan was in at the time and then everyone sees all this all this success and all these awesome things happening with the athletes and emotional stories and all of that and you're like oh sport yeah oh sport we don't care about anything else which like sometimes and especially considering what the world is like yeah of course we do that we have to do that to be able to like get up every day i, I don't relief. really ever care about the political stuff Never? You never think? I just, yeah. But if it directly impacted you. Yes, obviously. And I'm not an idiot. Like, when it's important, it's important. But at the end of the day, I'm here to watch the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I did find the um, artificial snow thing very interesting, not from a political or environmental standpoint, just because I really didn't know that that was sort of how it happened. And when I started reading about it, then I was like, oh, my goodness. The other night when we were sitting on the couch watching the – skating the Stephen Bradbury style events oh yeah they were like you know it's not a particularly fast track how they kind of speak about it in athletics with tartan tracks you know summer fast and I know that from growing up running and being a summer athlete and I was like turned to Tyron and I was like ice is ice no like how is that faster or slower but they started talking about then how it's different. You can have faster and slower ice tracks, which then I imagine is really similar in the open air events like mm, half pipe yeah. and skiing, all those things, which I was like, that's so crazy to yeah. me. There you bloody go. Yeah, I wonder what the athletes prefer. Yeah, I wonder what's oh. better. I guess it'll just depend like what suits them. On the them. quality of the yeah. rain snow too, I guess. Yeah. Mm, interesting. That's all. Well, thanks for your um, Winter Olympics chat, Keely. I hey. really appreciate your contributions. Hey, look, anytime. Maybe not any time. <laughs> this is Keely's show. She's done feels. She oh, yeah. This is my house. Welcome. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> you the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something their own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Keely and I, we actually have a joint MVP situation going on here. Because Marley copied me, so we jo- decided no, to join. It was both of our <laughs> MVPs. Um, but, G, I'm going to give the reins to you now because yours is the different one and then we'll finish with MVPs. I was going to say, else is. Yes. Winter Olympics leads on blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, my MVP is leading on from the Winter Olympics chat and it is dear friend of the show, Miff Rennie, who has had her first commentating gig with Channel 7 covering the games. And she has been doing heaps of their social content, but a lot of the big air commentating and some other events as well. And just killing it. Like she's a young chick who has grown up sport in sport her whole life and not so much in media at all. And she's been doing so well. And I've spoken to her a bit because they're obviously working at the studios down in Melbourne, which are really close to my work. And um 
just sounds like the team there are really taking to her and I've just like loved seeing her on all their social content and like hearing her and especially her reaction to her really good friend Eileen Goo who won the event that Miff ordinarily competes in had she not been injured, who is obviously from being on tours and being winter athletes, she's become really good friends with over the years. And she won and she was commentating it at the time and was like tearing up over her friend winning. And her friend Eileen gave her a shout out in one of her pre um, competing interviews and was like, oh, are you Channel 7? My friend's working for you guys, Miff Renning. And it was yeah. just like such a beautiful moment for two like – very young athletes to have such an awesome presence in such big games. Just I saw that. I saw that. I actually saw Eileen's video first, and then when Mia posted like her reaction, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is so cool!" Like, so and I beautiful. Think, yeah. and, and I think like if you can't go to still yeah. be so involved, like yeah. awesome. Miff is the best. She's such a legend. I can't wait She's to see. Best. She's a little her girl out there. Yeah. And also just a quick shout out to Josh Giddy, Australian NBA player, who has now got the top three spots for youngest triple-double records ever after beating the Knicks on the What can't the man do? So every time he beats it, he's still younger than the others. He's going to have like the top ten by the end of this season, I feel. Wowee. Love it. Yeah. All righty, on to our MVP collectively. It is, of course, the NRL Indigenous All-Stars game and the events that happened around it. Keely, I'll throw to you first because you were actually an athlete involved in the event. <laughs> you went into camp and everything. Yep. How was your experience? Oh, my, um, first of all, just a dishonourable mention to myself um, and technology because I did take the mini microphone that Marley and I bought and I couldn't work out how to use it. So, um, Oh, my God. Why didn't you ask me? Because to be fair, it just – then it was just not going to – there were no opportunities. Mm-hmm. We were in way too zero sport mode. Like I wasn't – no one wanted to have an interview, Miles. Sorry. Boring. <laughs> anyway, um, camp was so fun. Um, got to go into camp on Thursday through to Sunday. Um, and shout out to my Indige team because they're the best people ever. Every time – I've been lucky enough to be in the team for – this is my third time – um, and every time it exceeds my expectations. It's it's the best weekend ever. Um, this year we were lucky enough to be involved in some more cultural stuff. We actually got to learn some dances, um, which we got to perform at our jersey presentation, and we had, so, you know, some really good chats and um, decent training sessions. We got to go to Parramatta's um, training field, um, Parramatta Eels, which was pretty cool. And overall, yeah, it was just really, 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 really good. And we obviously won. Um, which is also good because I lost the last two times. We lost the last two times. So it's really nice to get the win. She got a big W. I saw her on the sideline. Oh, yeah. How's this? Okay. Anyone who plays sport, do you need someone on the sideline going, Gilly, Gilly? I literally just looked at her and went, hmm. Just because go- I wanted to make sure you knew that I was there because you'd messaged me like five times before you went on to be like, where are you? Where are you? Because I thought you were going to come down. Yeah, I wanted to. I was trying to. I was working. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway. So for context, as I mentioned in our Super Bowl episode, I did sideline commentary for ABC Sport for the women's game, which was a first and was terrifying up until like the first time I was called down to. So anyone who's ever watched a game of footy, you would know the commentators are in the box and then there's the person on the sideline and they go, oh, what's it like on the sideline? Often with nine, it's like 
Corey Parker or something. So, but instead with ABC, Andrew Moore called down, oh, Marley Silver, tell us what's, what's it like on the sideline. And that was the first time he called down to me was just after the women did their kind of hucker and war dance. And I was incredibly emotional as I always am when I watch those sorts of things because it is so moving um, to even just see our cultures, like both First Nations cultures, celebrated on mainstream television like that in front of, you know, such a such a stage. So I was like trying to not sound like I was crying and I was really crying a lot. I'm like, this is my first go to go, oh, yeah, this is the vibe. And so after that, because it was like such an ordeal, I felt a lot more relaxed and it was an incredible game um, and it had been kind of kicked off by being able to stand there as Keely won and then we went into that and then the Indigenous girls won and getting out on the field and getting to interview with some of those girls, Tamika Upton was incredible to talk to. She is just like such an amazing player and um, leader as well and a quote from her that um, really stuck stayed with me after we had our little chat was that this the week leading up to it wasn't about the footy at all it was about the culture it was about the girls being together it was really special that was kind of that was the same as us like I mean obviously we're all very competitive and at the end of the day you do want to win but we're lucky that we're really good friends with the multi-touch team so it's really just a big family and you know they perform their haka and they sing and then we got to perform our dance for the first time this year and like everyone was just so emotional and it was so nice and it just it means more than than what people see I guess um, and afterwards you just yeah it's I can't explain it and well that was the other thing I was going to say about um the post match with the girls the Maori and Indigenous girls were all hugging each other they were all crying they all just had this really beautiful love for each other admittedly a lot of the girls are in the same teams for NRLW so it's teammates and just this really wholesome lovely um kind of coming together which I thought was really special and again what it's all about and then of course we got to the men's game and we watched that um and Unfortunately for Keely and I, the Indigenous boys did not get up. But again, it was such an incredible And the experience. pre-game stuff was like what they did was so cool. So intense. And like it's again just a testament to that it's actually football is not even secondary. It's like third on the list when it comes to this because all of the boys post-game, like you see in all their Instagram captions, it's best week of my life, yeah. best week of my life, best week and of my life. And I think as well that there were so many people um, and you both probably heard it from other people as well who have directly said to me, that's my favourite game to watch. And it, I, they, black, white, orange, didn't yeah. matter. Nah. They were just like, yeah. I didn't, that was just the best game to be at. And I was like, oh, to watch even, not even to be at. Yeah, 100%. So all of that said, big MVP behaviour because I am so pumped for footy now. Yeah, and I celebrated my way through the night. Which is why she's very dusty. <laughs> hey, we deserved it. We won. Yeah. Big. But this is what I mean though. We were partying with the Maldi team. Like it was all teams together. Like it, that's why, I don't know, it's just different. It's different. Yeah. Different than your norm. Beauty. Yeah. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm going to kick off because I said so. I think that what we should all be watching out for is when a certain Mr. Ben Simmons may be back out on the court. We know the ordeal that's been happening this entire NBA season. He's finally at the very last minute, being traded 
um, for James Harden. And Which is also wild. Yeah. And is now at the Brooklyn Nets. It was Nets. a massive swap, though. It was Huge. three for one. Oh, yes. And some picks as well. Seth Curry. Ah, Came across wow. with him. Yeah. I don't know the name of the third player. Well, there, there you some go. Picks involved too. Like, just chaos you in know, terms of trade deals. Yeah. Well, my thing was I've always been a bit, eh. With Ben Simmons, but then Patty Mills said, "I back, back him," you. and now I'm like, "Well, now I have to back him." Yeah, whatever King Patty says, <laughs> we like, do, right? Fine. And that was going to be my point. So you stole my thunder there, Keely. Sucked but um, seeing that, seeing Ben in the headlines again for something not so negative as what we have done in the last couple of months, even the last whole year actually. Um, and it's uh, the coach of the Nets said that he's apparently in quite a good mental state now. He looked quite happy when he showed up to training. I saw him do a little high five business with KD and he was sitting on the sideline. He just looked comfortable. He looked a lot better than what he had done at Philly. I know he burned a lot of bridges and he pissed a lot of people off, but maybe this could be the turning point. So that's what I'm saying. To well, keep hopefully your eye we patty on. around. It, it you need a- that leadership. You need that yeah. camaraderie and that you need a strong leader that like Patty to, to guide you in that way. Like, yeah. I think it could be really awesome hopefully. I found Patty's statement very interesting where he was like I've been supporting him from afar for a long time and now I'll be supporting him up close and I was like what does this mean about what happened at the Olympics like were they really on his side during that whole thing I think it'll be super interesting to see the dynamic now moving forward with the boomers with Patty Ben and Matisse who he left at Philly like super keen and Andre Drummond is the name of the third player that got traded. Sorry, felt bad for leaving him out. There you buddy go. Well, what's your one to watch, G Moore? My one to watch comes with a disclaimer because I haven't actually watched it myself, but I'm about to have some time off work and I've been creating a list of my ones to watch for that period. And it is the new Netflix limited series doco done by the uninterrupted teams. That's like LeBron James's social platforming on um Neymar the soccer player oh, it's called wow. the perfect chaos I've heard and this it's um I've seen the shorts and stuff and I've seen like LeBron hyping it up and they talked about how many years it took to get this off the ground with them and Netflix and uninterrupted and just knowing how well they do things I think it's going to be just a really good insight probably one of those ones where I'll be like okay well now I'm really invested in him and soccer and like everything that goes along yeah. with that so I think it'll be a good one and it's on my list can i just off the back of that i don't know if you've seen this g but there's a girl on tiktok who travels doing the tennis um circuit with her boyfriend who's american he's the top seeded male american on the circuit right now don't know his name he can't be that good (laughs) we don't really know who he is but it doesn't matter what she pointed out on her tiktok the other day is the same netflix film crew who did drive to survive are following the tennis circuit at the moment wow yeah that'll be so interesting (gasps) But that I'm quite interested to see that. I'm just so glad that there's everyone's realised the market for this kind of stuff. Eh? One thousand percent. Cash in and give me it all. Hook it to my veins. Keely Silver, what's your one to watch? My one to watch is the one to keep an eye on. Mm. Um, the Fox Josh Adokar has signed with Fox League. Yes, he the has. Fox with Fox, which is amazing. Um, Did see that today? Yeah. So. I mean, that'll be interesting. I don't know what he's going to, you know, actually be doing and where we'll see him and stuff, but keep an eye out because he's obviously a character and a 
um, dear friend of G Moore's and I think it'll be very fun to see. I haven't seen him like yet. He's not really done media stuff though, has he? Oh, I've seen no. it. Yeah, you seem to <laughs> for the All Stars he was doing stuff, but like nothing like yeah. So real I media. It, I think it could be hilarious. Yeah, um, well, yeah, because it's like, what are they going to do? Just a compilation of him laughing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's like, trot. Let's trot. Numberlet. <laughs> well, I, did you see when he was doing the Bulldogs promos at nine? His little selfie vid with um. Peter Overton. So maybe he was getting some tips. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, and it'll, you know what's nice? It'll be lighthearted. It'll all be fun. It'll be high energy. Like, I can't see him being very serious. And can I just say, like, nine are very, very much, you know, retain their their good ex players as talent or whatever. But, you know, let them be there because they're. They're legends of the game, or whatever. Not necessarily because they're the most media savvy, but like they train them up and stuff. Whereas Fox League, like you know, with your Mick Ennis and that, like they're very, very strong media wise, mm. and like do a really good job with that. So it's interesting. Maybe Fox has some skills that we don't even know about that we're yeah. about to see. Yeah. yeah, they're a much more polished. Yeah, outfit. Or maybe maybe they're going for a new avenue. Maybe they need to get the young Change it up people in, being like, maybe they're losing, what, maybe they're losing it views. Would be interesting to know the decision making process behind this because obviously there's a few things last year that we discussed on about how hard Fox can go after players yeah. and how inappropriate they can be with their headlining, and maybe it's a really active yeah. decision they're making in terms of getting players on side and having that input. Yeah in the way that they cover the game. For sure. Mm, could For be sure. a really good thing. I'm interested to I think it'll that. be a good thing. Yeah. I'm all about it. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. Thanks for hanging around. As always, if you are listening on Spotify, hit that follow, hit the subscribes, give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls No Pod. Other than that, I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. See ya.